everyone. Welcome to the Film for Fans podcast, instant reaction to Justice League, the Snyder Cut. I am the host, Ryan Dunleavy, and I am joined by special guests today. So we have Dave Dixon and John Hathaway, Jason Dixon, Matt Goss, and Steve Glarum to give our thoughts on the movie. Quite a crew. Yes. All right, so we just finished watching the movie, and so now let's give a little bit of feedback. All right, let's start off with this. What was, uh, how did you like it? Was it better, worse than you were expecting? Um, good, bad, indifferent? What were your thoughts? I mean, I'd say it was better than I was expecting, though the bar, in my <laughs> mind, was started off quite low. Uh, the fact that it was a movie that we thought didn't exist to begin with, but now got a chance to see certainly was better uh, and fleshed out different in certain ways. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, knowing Snyder, I had a good idea of what it was going to be like and that I wouldn't like it. <laughs> and I was correct. <laughs> yeah, if you liked Snyder, you probably uh-huh. liked the movie. If you don't prefer that, then it probably wasn't your thing. I was the opposite. I heard a lot of good things about it going into the movie. It was okay. It was very slow. Um, Very slow. Especially the first half. Yes, yes, I would agree. You mean like the first three hours? The first three hours was very slow. um, So I would say it was not as good as I was hoping it would be, but it got better. The second half was much better than the first half, I'd say, for sure. Uh, I would definitely say that going in with low expectations makes the movie way better. (laughs) So, it was better than I expected it to be. Not saying too much, but it was better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm glad I went in with as low as possible (laughs) expectations. Um, I was, I think it's a better movie than Whedon's, Mm -hmm. you know, version. Mm -hmm. I think... There were a lot of weak things in Whedon's thing that you don't have in this one, so I was glad to see those were gone. Um, yeah, I think I think there was some unnecessary moments, like when you're having like a lot of like if you were just putting a lot of content in it, but it was all good, then you're like okay. But there are some moments you're like this this doesn't need to be here, and you had me for four hours, you know. So, but yeah, definitely a better movie. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I also had very low expectations, and it was it exceeded my very low expectations. <laughs> well, and that, and that says something right there in of itself, right? You have you have six people here who are DC fans, and you know have been Superman or you know other fans for quite some time. The fact that we're rolling in with low expectations <laughs> says something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about the state of where of where DC is at the moment. Um, I think the one the one comment I would have is like when evaluating this and compared to the previous version, is that the version that Zack Snyder made would never be able to make be made for a theatrical release like the original one was made. Like you just they're not going to give you four hours to do whatever it is you want. So from that sense, there's. It's a little bit apples to oranges because yeah. if if you'd have forced Snyder to cut that down into two hours or two and a half hours, mm-hmm. what would it have been in that 
well, in that instance. So, having sat through four hours of it, we have a pretty good idea of what we would have done. <laughs> well, we would have thought. Yeah, there's some low-hanging fruit. Yeah, there is. Yes. I mean, if we would have just sped up the first half of the movie in actual speed, <laughs> it, might have made, it might have made fear run. Yes. So... Um, so with that, that's our initial reactions to that. So we can start getting into a few, a few of the specific details, um, things we liked, things we didn't like. Uh, so this is your spoiler warning. You can check out now if you don't want to hear anything else other than our initial reactions. So uh, what things you liked, things you did not like. Let's start out with, uh, let's start, what didn't you like about it? Uh, well, I didn't like that I couldn't see half the screen. <laughs> yes. Uh, the 4-3 four, the four, aspect ratio, um, I'm not sure that it had its intended cinematic effect. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I found it more of a distraction than I thought any sort of uh, artistic license there. Yeah, see, the aspect ratio didn't distract me too much. Uh, the thing that I found the most jarring was the score. For eighty percent of the movie, the music did not seem to fit the scene. It just felt <laughs> yes, yeah, out of place. Yeah. Uh, but that made the scenes with good music really pop. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> Every yes. time Hans Zimmer's Superman theme started, I was suddenly really interested like in the film again. Back in. Yeah, it's like oh. You have bludgeoned me with bad music, and now this is stirring emotions. The music was so bad over the initial part of it. I wonder, are they even going to bring in uh, Wonder Woman's excellent, you know, that the excellent little notes for her? Yeah, when she comes in, I was like, he's going to ditch that. Like, he's ditching everything else. He's going to ditch oh, that, yeah. and that would be terrible. But thankfully, that was not the case. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was things we liked. Well, how about we'll do some of those? But it was, uh, I mean, the scenes with Superman, when he came back, that was certainly a, uh, you, could, you could tell the tone of it changed going forward. Yeah. So those were good things. Uh, all the added scenes with Steppenwolf mm. and the villains, I thought mm. also improved the mm. film overall. Um, I made the quip while we were watching the movie that, hey, it's kind of nice when you when the villain has a motivation and that's communicated <laughs> to the audience. It's amazing <laughs> what that does. Yeah, um, and his conversations with Desaad mm. throughout the film, I really enjoyed. Um, so those additions I thought were incredibly valuable, and bumped bumped the film up. Yeah. I'd say one minor thing that I didn't like that they, that they took out of the original one was the initial scene where the heroes are facing Steppenwolf. Um, in the original Justice League, you have the scene where Barry Allen is super nervous because he's never fought anybody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they talk him here, here's what you do just save a person. And then go back and save him. And so that really created a great moment for his yep. character, an introduction to the mm. superhero. And in this one, they, that was not, that was completely taken out. And he was almost useless yep. in, that initial, in that initial thing. So I thought that was a downgrade from the, from the original. That was the and, one scene from the old one that I miss. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think anyone watching the movie would agree. And that it's not 
I almost wonder if it's not in there out of spite. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that Snyder watched the Whedon version. So I'm not <laughs> Probably sure. didn't. He, he has right. stated yeah. that he was not going to use any of the original content. Right. So it almost seemed like, well, I can't keep that because it was in the original. Mm-hmm. I, that was mm-hmm. that's how it struck me is that he wasn't going to go there because because of that. Even though we had the, there were a lot. There was a lot in it that was also in the theatrical cut. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like that was. A Whedon edition mm. to the theatrical cut. This is like the extended of all extended cuts. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, yeah. yeah. It, it's a, it it's felt a like the same movie, movie. For, but it's also different. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really interesting that they had so many storylines that they would take like five minutes to reintroduce you to a storyline without telling you what's going on. But like, let's say like every time Lois Lane showed up. Like, you know, once every hour, they would have to spend five minutes kind of like getting you up to speed on what happened an hour ago so that they could then have like a 30 second scene and then they would have to cut back to somebody else. And I feel like that really slowed down a whole lot of the movie just because instead of having a separate movie that dealt with this whole character arc, separate movie with this whole character arc, they just jammed all into one. So they had to keep retelling you what you should know at this point. Yeah, and that actually reminds me of the ones I didn't like is the scene with um, Martha and Lois, and then you find out that it actually was the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, why? I mean, I understand the wanting to introduce mm-hmm. the Martian Manhunter, but that was such a, a powerful emotional scene between Martha yeah. and Lois that to find that out later kind of felt like... Yeah, um, completely undercut it. Yeah, and it's, then if you think about it logically, the next time that she sees someone that you know she's going to see... There's going to be a conversation that didn't happen. Right, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like logically, it makes no sense yeah. well, for them to have done that. And I get he is trying to motivate Lois, but they didn't actually, they didn't bear any fruit. Like, the only thing that she does is she picks up her badge and starts walking. Well, like she's in the right place at the right time. Going that to... is another thing that actually drove me nuts. In the Snyder, or in the Snyder, whatever, the theatrical release, thank you. In that one, Batman specifically brings yes. Lois yep. to where Alfred Kent goes is. and gets her. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's intentional. In this one, it just happens, happens to happen, <laughs> right? Which means that you know Superman doesn't murder everyone. Which actually goes against the intent of it, because remember, Batman is supposed to be really caring about yeah. Lois, but it didn't show in that in that scene. And he's supposed to prepare for everything, but mm-hmm. not well. And he's also been operating under, and they talk about it. He and Diana have a conversation after that about how he keeps getting these premonitions that Lois is the key. Yeah. Yeah. And in the theatrical cut, it was uh, hinted at that that was almost like a near fulfillment of his dream prophecy was having Lois there. Yeah. Was definitely the key, but not what the dream was ultimately talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the first half of the movie, just the overwhelming slow mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Every scene was slow mo. <laughs> so... Yeah, that well, that one went, went with the music. You know, yeah. we joke that uh, that Snyder got a little antsy on the uh, slow mo button at the, <laughs> at, on the editing floor. <laughs> there seems to be a rule of cool thing, like. 
if you could do something that makes sense, but you could do something that doesn't make sense that looks cool. Do the thing that doesn't make sense that looks cool. That's definitely <laughs> that is definitely a thing in yeah. you know, oh. blockbuster movie production. She, she could yeah. grab a guy's arm and keep him from killing people, or she could blow up half a building <laughs> in an enclosed space with eight hundred kids. <laughs> Explosions are cool. <laughs> I thought another uh, another strength was I think there was a lot more depth to the characters. Like mm. there was a lot more yeah. balance between all the characters mm. in the Justice League. Mm. Like you got to you really got Cyber's story and you got to like him and you got to understand him better. I think with the Flash, I still don't like their version of the Flash, but I feel like everybody had their time and their their you know contribution and and everything. It was just so much more balanced with all of them. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely took took the time to try to get the character arcs correct. Yeah. At least give you a give you a level of depth. I thought Cyborg was much more relatable in this version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was pretty terrible and unlikable in the in the theatrical well, version. I think with his dad, I mean his his dad didn't die in the in the theatrical. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah, his like, dad also didn't have a redemption arc. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And while I don't particularly like the Flash, this version of it, I thought it was super interesting that they made it so that the entire way through the movie, every time he was struggling with something, it was actually him intentionally holding back because he didn't want to mess with basically time. So when you see the end of the movie and then you go back and watch the rest of it, all the times that things were happening, he was intentionally not going overboard. Which I thought was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think the thing I liked best that I think he improved most was the ending. Um, that was significant. It, it has significantly more weight to it, and made a lot more sense. And it felt like if it felt like it was a a grander ending than the previous version. Yeah, well, I half agree. Okay. It. It certainly wasn't as rushed. Yeah. And the like it built off the three and a half hours in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and there were some really good sequences in it. Mm-hmm. Uh but the thing that made me like it less ultimately than the theatrical release is the heroes at the end are needlessly brutal. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Uh and uh the best part about the end, I thought, was the wordless exchange of looks between the heroes and Darkseid, mm. Desaad, and Granny Goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, no words, just everybody staring one another down, <laughs> and that was good. The movie could have ended there, and I'd have been satisfied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you didn't like the half an hour epilogue? (laughs) (laughs) This was definitely Return of the King territory with like nine endings. (laughs) I remember my brother getting up to go to the bathroom in the theater and I'm like, just stop. What? It's not over? No! Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you can tell Snyder definitely wanted to play into the greater arc Mm -hmm. of everything, uh, which, you know, you have to appreciate the fact that he still tried to include that in there 
He was ambitious. Yeah. But you could certainly tell that there were things that he kind of just threw in there because he, he knew he was probably not going to get another chance. <laughs> so he just put it in there. Like, so, the whole epilogue. Yeah. So did we... Did you like... Did you like the... Uh, was it the injustice angle at the end? Nope. No. <laughs> it feels like it would have felt wrapped up if it wasn't for that. Now it feels like unresolved still. Right. And I and when you know you're probably not going to get it ever resolved, I just don't like that feeling. Right. The yeah. only thing I like about it is that in the injustice stuff, the Superman that goes super dark isn't the same Superman as the one that is always the symbol of like goodness. Which means that the Superman we've been seeing isn't, like, the actual always good Superman. So it makes sense that he's okay with, like, killing people and stuff. Because he's not the one from the comics. He's a totally different one. This movie actually wasn't as dark as I was expecting. I thought Snyder, Snyder was going to go darker. Yeah. But all it, all it really was was there was just a little more violence, like... A little more throwing people into walls than <laughs> yeah. and and spears. And, and a little yeah, less spears. humor. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a little more violent, a little less humor. But it, you're right. I was thinking about that because I was really thought he was going to make this super dark. Yeah. And it, and it did not. I don't think it really was that. Yeah. Maybe he did that with the color palette. Mm. Yeah. He just, <laughs> I think he just like turned down all color. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your question about the injustice thing, it just seemed. I mean, I appreciate that he. Took the I you know took his ideas, tried to bring them all in that he want, like and even giving us an idea of maybe where he would have gone. Mm -hmm. But in terms of creating a film from beginning to end, it really didn't bring anything. It actually made it more confusing. Yeah. Than anything else. Um, to leave loose ends after four hours. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> There's yeah. supposed to be another eight-hour movie after this. <laughs> I mean, there's Come TV on. shows that have gone six and seven seasons that still have loose ends. That's true. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know that it added anything to the movie. Yeah. Other than give us the epilogue at the end. Yeah. I wonder if he just shot that scene because he had Jared Leto for, like, one day. <laughs> I think he was like, I have this footage. I have to use it. Let's just make an epilogue out of this scene. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's where it's weird because, like, the guy that he had playing um, uh, Deathstroke, Joe was, Manganiello. that wasn't the same guy that played him, was it? Yeah. That's Joe Manganiello. Yeah. They just shaved side of his head. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It was at least an improvement on the Jared Leto Joker, though. Even in that brief moment, it was an improvement on the Jared Leto version of the Joker. Uh, that is my only experience with the Jared yeah. yeah, I never watched... You did not watch Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay. So, I mean, if that's the improvement, then I don't know what that says about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Suicide Squad's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother dimension. I think Snyder's good at the gravitas, though. Mm -hmm. Like, and he takes the time, but when you, you do get that, then where it, it all pays off in different moments with different characters, like the depth of relationship and things like that, like... And when those mo like when Superman finally shows up, like everything, like you feel that, you know, the gravitas in the moment. I think he's yeah. good at that. Yeah, when Superman showed up, you definitely it definitely like okay, now Superman has arrived. That, yes. You Part certainly six got that of feel. The movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. 
I will say one thing about the, the whole thing is is you can tell whether you liked it or not. You can tell that Snyder put in a lot of care and detail into this. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was something that he cared about doing like his best job at. And that re- that did come through. Uh, whether you agree with the decisions he made or not yeah. remains out there. But you can tell he, he put a lot of effort into it. I think the question for me with Zack Snyder is... Will he ever create the masterpiece he's always been striving to create? It's like he keeps getting these big projects and they're always almost really good. Mm-hmm. And there's always something keeping him from like actually creating the brilliant movie he wants to create. And I feel like we're in the same boat with this one. It's like, you know, is it really the epic masterpiece he wanted to create? I don't think so. Part of, part of me wonders, like, how much of that is, like, a studio involvement? Yeah. Because there were, what, three studios, I yeah. think, involved in Batman v Superman? Mm-hmm. And I don't know offhand how many, you know, had their hands in the cookie jar for this one. And yeah. you gotta, you gotta appease all of them. You do. Did he have to with this re-release, though? I think... I don't know. I feel like he was just mostly dealing with Warner Brothers on this The problem with this was that he was very limited by what he had already done. Right, yeah. And then the budget that they had given him. I mean, they gave him about $50 million. He spent about $52 million for this version. Yeah, which he probably spent two-thirds of that on the special effects. Yeah. Because, I mean, he pretty much redid almost every special effect. So did they have any reshoots for this at all? They did. They did. They did do some... No, they definitely did. They did some reshoots. Yeah. I think it tied the... kind of the series together from Man of Steel to now. Like, there were certain elements that just made it feel like all one big thing, which I thought was good. Yeah, Um, the characters that he introduced in his version, he had a very straight line from the beginning till now. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while he would reference the comic book versions of them, which was a little wonky, but every time it was something that he was writing, that he was like showing, it was definitely the same character traits, which is good. All right, so, well, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, any of you guys feeling the deep need that you want to watch it again at some point? <laughs> <laughs> How long till you watch it again? Ooh, ooh. I will well, watch it again. But... Will you watch it again and how long until you want well, to get through it? I'll tell you this. Again? My kids, my oldest is about 10. So when they get older, I'll probably watch it again, but not before that. <laughs> if when I do watch it again, it will not be all in the same evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my wife will probably want to watch it, so I'll probably have to suffer through the first half of that movie, most likely next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the last, like, 30 minutes, mm. probably right now if we wanted to, because the last 30 minutes was you really mean good. before the epilogue? Oh, yeah. Count, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You cut out the epilogue, like, the last 30 minutes, and then cut out the movie, like, up until 30 minutes before the epilogue. So you like, rewatch part six. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much part six. So pretty I much from watch when, that again. Almost from when Superman comes back. Maybe not quite that far back. But. Yeah, like, basically from the moment he shows up and talks to Alfred. 
like right after that. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But probably only once, just because I'm sure I missed something and how frenetic everything was in there. Now, I know you're wanting to sign off, but I have one question. Oh, have at it. I'm curious about, like, do you guys have one particular scene or set piece that stands out for you as just really enjoyable or well done? Mm. It's a good question. Mm. It had to be those uh, women's singing. <laughs> 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 So you so got to explain this because we <laughs> no, all started no, laughing we as like soon this. as you mentioned it. No, all they heard, all they heard was women. <laughs> yeah. Nobody that's, if you haven't seen it, you don't understand. But once you've seen it, then you'll understand. Right. Yes, the yeah. part where I guess Aquaman. We, we first see Aquaman and Batman, and then he he swims off, and all the town's women come and start singing, and the one weird. One just grabs your shirt and yes. takes a big whiff. Breathe yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> deep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for me, the scene that stood out the most is the scene where Superman doesn't remember who he is and he has to fight everybody. Because at that point, you're, what, three hours into the movie, you've seen all this fighting, and then Superman shows up and he's so much at a higher level of just strength than everybody else that that whole scene is just is a lot of fun. Uh, to watch because it's like when Barry goes running around him and Superman's holding Aquaman holding uh, Wonder Woman and then Barry <laughs> thinking he's gonna run around back and Superman <laughs> turns his head at him and he's like freaked out it was just uh, it just it showed how much more powerful Superman is than all the rest of them yeah I would I mean I don't know if this answers the question but I would say for some reason this is the first time Ben Affleck's Batman worked for me. Okay. Mm. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know. It was just. You're allowed to like his performance. Yeah. No. I. Just, it just never worked until this time. I don't know if it's like those extra scenes or just. I don't know. It was cool. I like him now. Good. And then he'll never be Batman again. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's probably the the Barry Allen time. Mm time thing at the end. Okay. Yeah. The way that was filmed with him with him running fast and speed light and watching as as everything starts reassembling itself mm-hmm. back in there and him leading it. I thought that was visually it was spot on. It was really really well done. How about you, man? Uh for me actually I think it was so Cyborg's dad ends up This is a big spoiler. So stop listening if you don't want to. Oh, we're right. we're too far. <laughs> yeah, but he ends up sacrificing himself, and you don't quite understand it until like I don't know, like a minute later, when they figure out that he basically gave his life so that they would have a chance, and it was a an actual redemption arc. That I mean, his character pretty much wasn't even in the theatrical release, mm-hmm. and now you got an entire character arc with a satisfying redemption mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mine was a really small, small part that called back to Man of Steel. And it's after Clark steps back out of the ship, after he's suited back up again, mm. and he kneels down, and the rocks start floating mm. around his hand. Yeah. 
and then he jumps up, and the Hans Zimmer score mm. kicks in hard and heavy at that point, and that that's my favorite part in Man of Steel mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he suits up and learns how to fly. Yep. And yeah. that that callback hit a really satisfying note. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for the panel uh, for reviewing our instant reaction of Justice League Snyder Cut. So uh, make sure you check out uh, filmforfans.com and stay tuned for our next podcast where Rob and I will break down our thoughts even more after we've had more reflection. In seven parts. In seven parts. (laughs) It's going to be a two-hour episode. (laughs) Still shorter than the movie. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.